what is up? It's Monday, March 29th, and it's episode 16 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly dive into the world of sports. I am Sam Favada, and that's Brandon Hazelwood. What's up, Hayes? This man just gave my whole government. Please do not look me up. I don't like you people. Uh, look Sam up. <laughs> and that's it. My real name is Brandon Baswala. Uh, but how are you doing, Sam? I'm good, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm well. It's a, it's uh it's early. Let's just put it that way. We're recording this a little earlier than we normally do on Sunday, and by a little earlier, like twelve hours earlier. So it's gonna be a good day. Yeah, I'm a, I'm in a roundhouse kick, Sam, and then I'm gonna say roadhouse after I do it. But roadhouse. continue. That's the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> roadhouse. Uh-huh. Looking ahead, uh, tonight today. Hayes, we're gonna we're gonna preview Major League Baseball's opening day because that goes down on Thursday. That's exciting. It goes right down in the DMs. Yes, it does. Uh, that's April Fools, to be exact. Which yes, I thought that was a joke, but I guess apparently not. Nope. Uh, and we're gonna also recap a kind of wild NBA trading deadline. A lot more moves happened than I thought, and we'll get into that. And uh, but first, we have to talk about the major shakeups. To April's draft order and some huge trades went down Friday afternoon. I know you have some words about these because we we've already talked about them, but we got to We got to just dive right into it because I'm I think the audience is eager to, to hear what you have to say. So I said last week that I wasn't going to talk about my team. And I said also last week that you're going to bait me into talking about my team. Well, you have luckily, to luckily this week it was actually news. Uh, so I have to talk about it, but uh, yeah, um, we we can just go right into uh, my dad's favorite team, which would be the Dolphins. His poor poor sap that he is. Um, How did this? That's another pod. Like no, he's he, I mean he was a fan like during the Shula era, so he no, actually no, got I to get that. that. I'm saying that you're Eagles fan. And we got to we'll dive into oh, another. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. The only team me and my dad share is basically the Yankees that's that's it that's where it stops um so the Dolphins dealt their third pick to the Niners who jumped up from the 12th pick um and then the Finns got a first round they got they get a first in the third next year uh and a first in 20 uh 2023 um which is pretty interesting and then they turned around uh (laughs) (laughs) and traded again. Um, And they got my team's pick, the number six pick, and they moved themselves back up, and the Eagles got the 12th pick. But to give you the whole picks, they got the Eagles, uh, they got the 12th pick, number 123 from this year, uh, and their their pick, which is the sixth pick, went to the Eagles, and the Eagles get their 156th uh, pick. Um, Or that's the opposite way around. I'm sorry. A lot of numbers. A lot of numbers. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. But – yeah, man. I uh, let's let's talk about the the Dolphins. So this, I guess, this shows that they don't believe in Tua, um, which again I don't understand because apparently Tua was the rave of the town last year and had all the intangibles, and then one year later, uh, as if he wasn't a rookie, uh, now they're essentially which we believe because we don't know what they're gonna do. We believe it's them trying to get a quarterback. The Dolphins. Yeah, you believe At they're gonna. Six? You think they're gonna try to get a tight end? <clears throat> try to get Pitts? You think they're gonna try to get? Oh no, I think this is like, I okay. I, go on with this take because I I think the opposite. Okay, this well, is I gonna st- be good. I still think that they're trying to trade up, and then basically use Tua uh, to trade to somebody else uh, to get something else back because the Dolphins do weird stuff like that all the time so uh that'd be that the eagles um on the other hand well let's talk about the niners the niners definitely traded up to get a quarterback i jimmy g has got to be gone but then again they just came out with reports saying that jimmy g is not gone um and that they still have him there so that's confusing as hell to me uh what's going on there and then the eagles traded and now they had the picks that I thought they should have got, which was Pitts or Chase. Um, but now they've traded down, which could be Devonta Smith, um, which I'm still okay with. Uh, but you have those picks right there. But 
but uh, it set the Eagles up. If Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps this year, the Eagles have three first round picks next year. Yeah. They get the Colts first. Yeah. Which is, and that's interesting because the pick that they got, the extra first round pick that they got is not the Niners first round pick. It's the Dolphins first round pick, which means that the Dolphins are terrible as we all assume them to be. Uh, the Eagles will have another high pick. Uh, so I think this is just a ball of confusion. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of, a lot of movement, a lot of, a lot of extra picks going on. So the Dolphins go from three, essentially, to six now. Mm-hmm. The Niners go from 12 to three, and the Eagles go from six to 12. <sighs> I'm blown yet, people, because mine has still been blown <clears throat> this whole situation. So, so the Eagles, to move up nine spots like that, it has to be for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, I... You mean the Dolphins? Then. Or the Niners, you meant the Niners. You said the Move Eagles. It. Oh, the 49ers <laughs> to move up from 12 to three. It's early. I know. My bad. <laughs> so to move up from 12 to three, that's, as you mentioned, that's a quarterback. So mm-hmm. if that's Trey Lance, if that's Justin Fields, if that's even, you know, I've heard rumblings that it's Mac Jones, which I would, would be interesting with, with those two other guys still on the board, presumably, um, yeah, Jimmy G's days are numbered. I, I think he has a no-trade clause. There's a lot of rumors that he'll go to New England. I'm sure he would waive it to go back there, right? Not sure what that um, contract looks like. I, I think they're pretty much free of the money next year. Like, they can – it's like a clean break, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, do you just ride Jimmy G? The Dolphins have your number one pick next year. Do you just ride out Jimmy G? eventually throw the whatever rookie in there and and then be on your way with Jimmy. Yeah, you give That's- him you give that rookie quarterback that they're going to draft. You give him a year under Jimmy G to learn and learn the offense in a year without being exposed to actual competition, you know, the old school way and then bye-bye Jimmy next year and then Jimmy goes to the Patriots and <clears throat> which makes me ask you, do you think Belichick with the moves that he, they made this year is banking on Jimmy to be there next year. I th- I think, you know, we talked about this last week too. You don't make moves like that. When you're trying to like rebuild a franchise. Bill had to, to make these draft picks because he, or sign these free agents because he didn't draft well recently and he hasn't for a while. And, and you don't spend money in free agency to win next year. So could that even mean that Jimmy's in play this year or a better quarterback than Cam? You know, Cam has currently stated, hopefully he's healthier and will look a little bit more like his former self next year. I hope so. Um, I think I think the real story here is to from what you said is is with the Dolphins. I I think the Dolphins saw an opportunity where doesn't look like they're gonna trade for Deshaun Watson with everything going on now, 16 counts of uh, uh, 16 allegations of, uh, you know, sexual assault and um, that's still unfolding. So we won't dive too much into that, but, you know, they, I I think this is a confidence boost for Tua. I think this is saying Tua's our guy. There's a lot of value here. Let's get three number ones, essentially go back to 12 and then move back up because they can still have an opportunity to get a tackle, whether it's Penny Sewell, what's Rashawn Slater, whether it's Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase. I think they've put themselves in a, you know, you put, you put yourself in a position where these teams get quarterback happy. The quarterbacks always move up. I always laugh when mock drafts come out and there's a really good quarterback at like eight, you know, that's going to just, you know, it's market value. That's just what's going to happen. And I think the Dolphins capitalized on it. I think they did as well. Um, when you put it that way, I still have a weird feeling that they're going to do something really, really weird because I don't just paying attention to what, as you deem it, the, the quarterback carousel that's been going on in the NFL, obviously there's been quarterbacks moving to different teams, but I think the bigger story is the quarterbacks that haven't moved from their teams and their teams are talking about them moving. So I still think there's 
there's going to be a lot of trades that happen uh, in this point uh, or in the draft to, to be exact. So I'm kind of curious to see. That's why I went with the theory. I'm just going out and, and doing it, giving you guys a hot take in this early yeah. morning. You can blame Sam for that. Uh, but <laughs> yes, this is this is kind of like my hot take because the Dolphins haven't done anything that I'm just sitting there in recent memory. Like, oh, that was a smart move. Oh, that was smart. Okay. Nothing, nothing about anything they've done outside of picking the sure thing, which is Tua. Um, but again, we don't, I guess, necessarily know if he is the sure thing. Um, so I'm really curious to see what has, what's going to happen. Um, but uh, since we're talking uh, about my team and we mentioned them in here, uh, I have a lot of problems with what they're doing right now. So the Eagles move out from six, move back to 12, get an extra first round pick next year. So I'm happy about potentially having three first round picks next year. Right. Uh, but it also says to me that your team sucks. If you have three first round picks, uh, unless you've done a, a Danny Ainge thing in uh, the NBA, and you rob teams of their stuff. That's a little bit different. That's not the scenario here. Um, the Eagles are in this position because they haven't been the greatest team uh uh, since they've won the Super Bowl, uh, they've pretty much had a rapid decline um, as if they were going to still be contenders, and they have not been. They've been pretenders, uh, if we're being honest here. Um, this trade, if, if again, if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps, which is a, a crazy bet because Carson at times can't stay in the field, but these last couple of seasons – he has been able to stay relevant, uh, somewhat healthy throughout the whole season. So, and he's going to have more protection in, in Indy. But uh, <laughs> you trade your sixth pick, which you need a wide receiver. You're letting Zach Ertz talk to other teams. Uh, so that means you're going to lose your superstar tight end. So you have Kyle Pitts there. Still have Dallas Goddard. Oh, but Goddard's injured all the time. I love Goddard. Yeah, he's I love hurt him, a lot. Yeah. But, but they want a twin tight end set. That's kind of like their thing. Um, so you have that, right? And you get you trade out of that. You have Jamar Chase there. You have all the pickings in the world, like you alluded to, Sam. Everybody at the top is essentially going for a quarterback. And people are trading up to do exactly that. But now you've traded back. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, maybe Devonta Smith. There's a couple other names uh, to go through. I'm not going to go down that Waddle, um, so so on and so forth. But I kind of hope this fails uh, because because <laughs> this would be hmm. all the more reason to kick Howie the hell out of Philadelphia, and I will be there to welcome him. With You're gonna be on Broad flag. Street with a flag. I will, like. I will be there to. I will be the one kicking him, so I, I'll be there for that. Um, but I think that's pretty interesting to see what, what's going to happen. And the fact that they, if I don't know if you heard the report, that they were looking to trade up to number three. Yeah. To so, get Zach Wilson. So that brings me to something that I kind of teased with you off the air. Is Zach Wilson a lock for number two now? Because. Put, put this all, you know, speculation here, but where did the Jets head coach come from? An offensive coordinator. The 49ers, who just moved from 12 to 3, which is a huge jump. And again, giving up three number ones, including this year. Mike LaFleur is Kyle Shanahan's best friend. So there's that. Robert Sala was in that organization for a long time. They must have known something to move up to three behind the jets philadelphia where did joe douglas the gm come from your philadelphia eagles the gm i'm sorry the jets gm joe douglas where did he come from philadelphia really good friends with howie roseman credits howie with a lot how to be a professional how to be a general manager roseman's on the record talking about how he's been grooming douglas for a long time to take this role if Douglas must Douglas must have told somehow these teams that Zach Wilson's the guy, because if this report from, I think it was Schefter or Ian Rappaport 
that the Eagles tried to move up to get Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson's not going to be there. And I think that's, I think for some, for a team that has done a 180 in the Jets as far as leaking information and just kind of talking about what they want, they keep everything close. They don't say anything, but I think this is letting their friends know, don't bother with, don't bother with trying to trade up to get Zach Wilson because he's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it's just really interesting seeing how these teams are essentially going all in for Zach Wilson. Uh, and that's even prior to his pro day. As j- just to give you guys a little insight, Sam texted me or we were actually on the phone. He was like, isn't Zach Wilson's pro day going? I, yeah, I, these I, trades happened before the pro mm-hmm. day. Yeah. And and then seeing his pro day of him just slinging the ball across his body downfield uh, as if it was nothing. Sam said that he could do that. Uh, just want to let you guys know that. No, no, no. He I did. said he said no. He said he that could do that. That doesn't look impressive. That, nope, when I do it in nope, Madden all nope, the time. Nope. Sam That's said he said. could do that. That's what I Sam, said. I just want to let you guys know. Sam said that he can <laughs> yeah. spin the ball better than anybody this side, of the, this side of the Mississippi. So I could throw him uh, over them here mountains. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, Sam was definitely talking about Madden. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just find it funny. But I, I guess I'll give my my take that I, I shared with Sam is I get it for these teams that are going for uh players that are aren't the big name quarterbacks, like the Trey Lances, like the Zach Wilsons, and past like the Carson Wentz's, uh the Dak Prescott's, uh the Patrick Mahomes, is because if you you've realized these have been the more successful quarterbacks in the leagues because my theory is if you're going to these big name schools you have all these potential nfl players around you so it makes it look easy and then when you come to the nfl and you are drafted high and you're going to a team that's pretty much god awful uh you don't have all that talent around you and it exposes you um with these guys that have a little to nothing and still putting up numbers showing their talent uh they essentially excel uh sam brought up a great point josh allen uh, you know, they're saying he wasn't going to be accurate. He wasn't going to be this. He wasn't going to be that. Uh, dude had a potential MVP season. They they said this this about Lamar Jackson. Oh, he can't be a quarterback. He was the health, MVP. Yeah. Uh, they said Dak, uh, he, he couldn't do this. He wasn't great. He's not that. Dak just <laughs> had the Brinks truck backed up to his house, so on and so forth. You get it. And the number one example of this that people always go back to is Thomas, Tipsy, Tampa Bay, Brady Brady yes so I mean this guy has now won seven rings and everybody looked over him so I think that's the approach that some some of the younger smarter GMs are doing the older ones kind of stuck in their old ways but I, I, I do like this approach but the Jets are a lock for Zach Wilson I think I think Zach played I mean his pro day looked really good that said I'm not an NFL scout I follow all of, uh, you know, the, the draft people. I follow a lot of other media people, as you do, on Twitter and fans of them. And they all said it looked really good, too. So I'm like, okay, my eyes are, you know, seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But he's wearing shorts. He's not wearing pads. There's no defense. And these plays have been scripted for months. That said, it was still impressive. But... You know, who's had a bad pro day, really? I mean, Johnny Manziel came out blasting Drake and wearing a helmet, and everyone thought it was, like, the end of, you know, this is it. Like, Bum. Yeah. Sam Darnold looked good throwing in the rain. Jury's still out on Sam Darnold, in my opinion, but I'm a little biased here. Uh, I know you like the the kid, too. So, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jamarcus Russell. Back in the day, had a great pro day. Oh my gosh. I think Todd McShay said, like, it was like one of the best pro at the time, like the best pro days he's ever seen. So, like, I just want to say real quick, I think these guys are on drugs uh, when they give these uh, mock drafts. Uh, They have to be on drugs because I don't see half the stuff that they're seeing. And when these people don't pan out, like, um, weren't you the one that said this? And I just I really want to know what they see or what they think. Well, you're on the record now. You have a podcast, so 
Oh, yeah, don't worry. I'm going to use my podcast to the utmost, and I'm going to show you guys how it really should be done. So I'm going to give you my mock draft. You're going to start scouting. (laughs) Yep, I'm going to start scouting, giving mock drafts. Call up Matt Miller. (laughs) Hey, hey, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Start trolling him on Twitter. (laughs) So you think you can let me borrow that game, Phil? I got to scout these guys. (laughs) Don't listen. Don't be surprised if you see me up there one day. Hey, Howie, this like it's over. Oh my God, I would take Howie's. Uh, I would take his spot in a heartbeat. Like, listen, Howie, I've done this on Madden for years now. Yeah, move, I know. Move I've been away. building teams on uh, Madden. <laughs> hey, I can even do baseball. Speaking, you don't want to see me. Speaking of baseball, uh, yeah, I think it's time to move on. Um, my last point: I don't think Joe Douglas wants to be Ryan Pace. I don't think he wants to be the Bears GM who didn't, you know, trade it up, but got Mitch Trubisky and didn't draft Deshaun Watson or Pat Mahomes. And I think Zach Wilson kind of forced his hand and he will be the second quarterback taken. Whether that's the right thing or not, it looks good. Hopefully the Jets can get a two for Sam Darnold at this point. Maybe the Panthers. I know the Broncos were enamored with Darnold during the draft process a couple years ago. Maybe that's a team. Drew Luck's not impressive, so... Is John Elway the Michael Jordan of the NFL? I mean, he got one ring because he got Peyton, two. Three rings. Well, one as an executive. You're right. Yes, that's what I was talking about. Gotcha. You're right. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Uh, I'm asking, do you think he's like the Michael Jordan of the NBA? I Again. Like Wizards Jordan? No. Like like owner. Like he's the GM. Like drafting Kwame Brown? Yes. Yes. Type thing. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of taken a step back, but you know his his hands are all over what the Broncos are still doing. Publicly, I think he's taken a step back, but he should. Whatever. That's a we'll we'll see. Yeah, moving on to, to baseball. We've exhausted this point. <laughs> What's up, man? April uh, Fools, baseball, opening day. That's, that's Blue wild. Jays, Yankees. I know we'll be locked in for that, but a whole slate of games. Just want to let you know the bleacher tickets are $235. Is that the resale or the no, Sam? No, Sam. That's so not got, the resale. So I got a, a that email from the uh from the Yankees about their new procedures and the pods and all this, but I didn't look at the prices. Oh, yeah. I looked. I was like, hey, I'm curious. I said it's April 1st. You gotta know, make up that revenue, baby. I, I was like, I gotta do it. Well, it's it made God. sense. So I was talking yeah. to uh my buddy Alessi, and he was just like, it makes sense. He said, because you gotta remember it's it's a certain capacity, it's not the whole stadium. I think it's 20%. Yeah. So being that it's it's only 20%, they gotta it's the Yankees, they gotta make their money somehow, some way. So guess what? Bleacher tickets that were normally at max $50. Uh, and now are two hundred and thirty-five dollars. Uh, and that's depending which bleacher seat that you have. Um, so oh, that's really? yeah. So wow. you you got two hundred thirty-five dollars to sit in hard-ass metal for hours. Great, perfect. Not doing it, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's let's get into this baseball. Uh, this baseball talk, man. Um, Sam, yo. So last year. We had some pretty interesting award winners, and I'm curious to see what you think are going to be uh, the award winners this year. So quick rundown, uh, ALNL MVP last year is Jose Abreu, Freddie uh, Freeman, ALNL Cy Young, Shane Bieber, Trevor Bauer, uh, ALNL Rookie of the Year, Kyle Lewis, Devin Williams, and then the ALNL uh, Coach of the Year, Kevin Cash and Don Mattingly. Um, who do you have this year as being your rookie of the year? You can choose whichever division, just who do you have as your rookie of the year? Um, great question. The American league. I think the rookie of the year is going to be Andrew Vaughn. He's the first baseman for the Chicago White Sox. Eloy Jimenez, their outfielder, their star young outfielder just tore his peck. He's probably done for the rest of the year. As you know, like that's an awful injury. He was robbing a home run and like hung off the, you know, the the wall there towards Peck. So he's done. They might be moving Vaughn to left field, even though I don't think he's the most athletic guy. He was slated to be their first base DH. 
I think he was the number three overall pick last year or 2019. Mm-hmm. And he's just a great hitter. And I'm really excited. And I know this pod will drop after my fantasy draft tonight, my Sigma new fantasy draft. So I will be drafting Andrew Vaughn. So Hayes, don't drop this till tomorrow morning. Um, but I think, I think he's just a great overall hitter and he's going to be the rookie of the year. Uh, also in consideration, cause I'm a hedge my bets here. Jared Kalenic of the Mariners, great outfielder. Alex Karloff, great outfielder for the Twins. But and uh, nationally, Cabrian Hayes, he came up for a couple, like 20 games last year for the Pirates, third mm-hmm. baseman. Uh, you know, better power than he showed better power than usually scout was scouted. Uh, great contact. He's got some speed. Third baseman for the Pirates. That team is abysmal. If you look, I don't think you're looking at the Pirates depth chart on, on, baseball resource Hayes, but the team's real bad. Uh, so Cabrian Hayes is the the glimmer of hope in that lineup. And I think he's going to win an NL rookie of the year. I think so. It's, it's pretty funny. We have essentially the same list. So for the NL, I have Cabrian Hayes uh, as well. Um, not because everybody calls me Hayes, just to be very, very clear. Uh, Jared Kalinick uh, also, but I saw something interesting and I was running it by uh, Farkas last night um when are we getting farkas on man we'll we'll get him to do on this soon. we'll get him on soon um randy arena yep he's technically a rookie that's what i'm seeing per yeah. mlb.com i think you're right i think you're so right. being that he's technically still a rookie that would be my rookie of the year because of the outstanding numbers he put up last year in the playoffs yeah. um i think it's hard pressed to not have him as that because that man just kept putting numbers and numbers and numbers up. Uh, he had, he went, he went, as we would like to say, or the kids would like to say, he went stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it, I, I would say it would be, be him. Um, but if he's not technically that, uh, I think he is. Yeah. I'm looking I think at it. as well. Um, it'd be Jared, but I, I'm going with Randy or Rosarina. So, um, who do you have as your MVPs? Jared Kalenic, the LOL for the New York Mets. I'm sorry, Met fans. Um, we'll get to another day. But, uh, and <laughs> AL and NL MVP. Here's the thing with the AL MVP. Mike Trout's the best player. One of the he best players I've ever seen. He ain't getting it. He's getting I know. LeBron treatment. I was just going to say that. He's getting LeBron. Like, no matter how good Giannis would be this year, even though he's not, he's not winning a third MVP. It's just... Kobe didn't win that many, right? Like, it's just not, that's not how this works. I understand that. I'm going to say Jose Ramirez, third baseman for the Indians. That oh. team's also real bad. I think they may be better than than you think. They certainly have the, the pitching. You know, the pitching's not as bad as it, you know, they lost Bauer, they lost Kluber a couple of years ago. Um, but Bieber won a Cy Young last year, as you mentioned. Zach Plesak, uh, Tristan McKenzie. So I'm going to say Jose Ramirez just as a, you know, out there, great pure hitter, uh, third baseman for the Indians can do it, can do everything. And uh, had a bad year, you know, end of 2019 or no end of 2018, beginning of 2019 was really bad. But since then he's shown that he's still one of the best hitters of baseball. So I'm going to say Jose Ramirez there and the NL, Shortstop for the Dodgers, Corey Seager. I think he's going to win the MVP. I, I, it's his contract year. He's un, underrated, I think, and uh, I, I, I just think he's going to ball this year. Well, I think his teammate is actually going to be the MVP this year, and that's <clears> uh, <throat> the guy that I'm so happy to not see on the Red Sox anymore, and that would yep. be Mookie Betts. All uh, right. That's who I have for the uh, NL. Uh, the AL, I hate to say this person's name uh, because he's a part of a, a cheating franchise, uh, but it. I'm thinking Alex Bregman. Yeah, I um, yeah, I would not be surprised, man. He's he's good. He I, cheats, I, but he's I, <laughs> I thought Trout at first. But then I thought of the the Braun treatment yeah. that he gets, and I was just like, you know what? I guess uh, that's probably not the safe bet to go with. So let's uh, just for, just for a betting odds against Sam here, 
uh, I want to want to have a kind of a sure thing here. Can't let Sam get the leg up on me. Okay, guys. Uh, <laughs> Cy Young, what you got? All right. Hasn't won one yet. Going the homer pick here. Garrett Cole's the best pitcher in the American League. So I'm going to hedge there and say it's Garrett Cole. Uh, you know, just nothing more to be said. $330 million later. It's Garrett Cole. You? 30, 360 I don't even know. A lot of damn money. I also have his teammate. Oh, This is going to be a shock. Corey Kluber. Whoa. If he can stay healthy, man, he's that's that's all it that's that's it. Comeback player of the year, MVP of the year. Calling it right now, Corey Kluber. All right. I'm giving you hot takes, man. This is coming that's straight off one. the pan. Straight off yeah, the pan. Mookie Betts is real hot. No, well, that was a <laughs> no, sure thing. A <laughs> that's a sure thing. <laughs> um Eno, uh, what do you oh, what about the NL? <sighs> NL, I have DeGrom. Yeah, I, but is he going to win three? That's the thing. You know, he could. It's possible. It's yeah. it's very possible. And with the team that they're building over there in uh, Queens, it's it's definitely possible. He's uh, shown that he doesn't need run support to win a Cy Young. Correct, and you that know, so. now he's actually getting run support, Hopefully. so that's going to be yeah. even scarier. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I put Jake Degrom, and if he gets LeBron. Which again, I think if a pitcher just has a lights out season like he's had for the last couple of years, you can't ignore it. Uh, but Brandon Woodruff, here's a here's one out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, That's a solid pick, though. Yeah, got got his stuff together. Um, hopefully, he continues to improve. And I, you know, Shane Bieber came out of nowhere, even though lights out strikeout rate in the minors and stuff. But um, yeah, Brandon Woodruff, the Brewers. Okay. So, since we've kind of given our picks on on that, my next question to you, Sam, is your final four teams. We're not even going to go through the whole playoffs. Yeah. Your final four teams left standing in the playoffs. Give me your two NL first. All right. I put the uh, Dodgers and the Mets. I almost put the Padres. That's my pick. So, I – I wrestled with this, and I I have written down the Padres, but I just changed my mind. Um, but the Padres added so much pitching, and hopefully they all stay healthy and it all works. Blake Snell, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm maybe making your point for you, Chris you Paddock. Are. You uh, are. Yeah. So, <laughs> but with the Met, the Mets additions, uh, hopefully Carlos Carrasco gets healthy. Jacob Degrom. Noah Syndergaard slated to return pretty soon from Tommy John's surgery. Hopefully, he regains something. Um, you know, Francisco Lindor is—he'd be up there for NL uh, NL MVP for sure. He's a contender. He's um, and and he's looking to get the bag this year too because he's in his walk year too. So, hey, uh, yeah. So I I picked the Mets and the Dodgers. It sounds like you have Dodgers Padres. That is correct. Yeah, I don't even think we need to spend too much time on the Dodgers. Nope, uh, just... not at all. They, they're they're the Dodgers. Uh, they would have been the team that I would have been a fan of if they stayed in Brooklyn, but that's a whole other situation. Uh, AL. That, dude, this was like 70 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah 100%. <laughs> um, I, w- I honestly, if the Dodgers would have never left Brooklyn, I would have been a Dodger fan, not a Yankee fan. I would have stayed there just because of the history of Jackie Robinson and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. But um, AL, I'll go first. Uh, I have White Sox and the Yankees. Ooh. I have the White Sox and the Yankees. And I have that series against the White Sox and the Yankees being very, very, very close. Uh, and it hurts me to say this, Um but if it came to be very, very close, I might have to go with the White Sox against. Okay, our, against why? Because I I teetered between the the White Sox and the Twins, oh. as you know. Aside from the Yankees, I think the Yankees are the best team in American League. I do. I know well. you. I I think you think the same thing, and try not to be biased here. Mm-hmm. So so why do you think the White Sox could beat the Yankees in in an ALCS? I just think they do all the little things right. That's number one. 
I also believe the thing that's been plaguing the Yankees outside of what they've done this off season and the last off season, which is start to build in their rotation. Uh, the Yankees can't stay healthy. The two biggest sluggers on their team can't stay healthy going in to opening day. Luke Voigt is on the DL. So again, we have another first baseman that can't stay healthy to Shara. Uh, who was the other Big dude? Bird. That, yes. Bird, you bum. Um, and then Voigt now. So you, you've had three, three first basemen in a row. Like text, obviously text was text. Um, he played a hell of a first base, but he was also injured a lot. Um, so we can't keep that, that corner healthy. Um, but with judge and Stanton are two of the biggest bats in the league, not staying healthy. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of offense. That's that threatens a lot of teams. Um, that's the big thing. But also, I think one of the biggest things that we're not talking about, about the Yankees lineup, or I haven't really heard people talk about it is their left-handed batting. I've been saying this for years. Why do we only have one lefty? And then Didi was gone. And then it's like, where are the lefties? Aaron Hicks, you know? Yeah, uh, Aaron Hicks is a switch hitter. Great. Aaron Hicks can't stay healthy. So guess what? When Aaron Hicks can't stay healthy, that means the whole lineup is nothing but righties. Good job. Great. We have no diversity whatsoever when it comes to what side of the plate It's just right. Um, so I think that's a, a big thing that people are probably like, oh, well, that doesn't, if you don't understand that, that's a big deal. That kind of is so, a really big deal. When I saw the, the Luke Voigt torn meniscus mm-hmm. uh, news yesterday, first I said, damn. And then I said, well, at least Jay Bruce is left-handed. <laughs> that was, that was it. I mean, Mike Talkman's left-handed. He'll get yeah. some more play, but like, yeah, I hear you. But if yeah. the Yankees rotation though, if Kluber, and we've mentioned this before, if Kluber can, and as you, you're calling him the Cy Young, it's probably a big reason why you think they'll make the playoffs. Garrett Cole, Kluber, Tyone hasn't pitched in two years from having Tommy John, but he's looked good in the spring. Davey Garcia, Jordan Montgomery, um, well, well Davey Garcia Domingo. is not in there. It's Domingo Herman. No, there, yeah, right? Domingo Herman. But Herman Garcia will be yes. up there at some point. Yeah, he will. Definitely. Um, and so, don't forget, you still got is Sevy gonna be back at any point this year? He should be back by June, hopefully. Wild. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I know I've said on this podcast I don't think we have enough pitching depth. If all of that lines up, we certainly do. But this team is riddled riddled with injuries, as yep. as you just said. And hopefully, uh yeah. So I picked the Twins. I wrestled with the White Sox there. Losing Eloy is huge. Tony La Russa as the White Sox manager now. Hasn't managed in a while. Kind of old school baseball guy. Don't really know what that'll look like. And hopefully they'll let the, you know Luis Robert run and Nick Madrigal run. And It'll be a big drinking party. See what I did there? <laughs> 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 so I, I picked the Twins. They've They've you know, certainly have the most power in the league, hit the most home runs a couple years ago. Um, Yankees probably have a lot of power too, right? So whatever. Um, the the pitching, Kenta Maeda looked great last year. That division's really bad. Um, so so I picked the Twins. Alex Karloff, as I mentioned with the rookie of the year stuff, I'm really high on him. So, so who we'll are your final two? I'm I'm just gonna say Yankees Yankees Dodgers. I think the Yankees are gonna win the World Series. I'm just being this is optimistic fan. That would be great. Obviously, you know I would I would like to see that. Um, but I think it's gonna actually be Padres, White Sox. All right, that'd I'm be a gonna, fun one. I told you I'm giving you hot takes today. Luis Robert and fresh uh, off the grill, grill it. And uh, uh, what's his name? Tatis Jr. That guy, you know that bum, Tatis yeah. Jr. Yeah, you know, the bat flipper that's ruining baseball. Yeah, you know, so, that guy. so we've, you know, we've kind of went into the awards and playoff teams. What are you looking forward to, you know, even outside outside of Yankees here? What are you looking forward to this season watching? And uh, a game in I, person. Hey, <laughs> a game in know. person. Uh, you know, you mentioned the $200 bleacher seats. I'm like, uh, yeah, would I don't. do it? Like, <laughs> 
don't don't I worry. It's so bad, man. I, I I miss it as well. So I I might just have to pull the trigger. Uh, and just go and let's get a somebody... pod going. We got to get a pod going. <laughs> we'll bring the mic. We'll like, hey, listen, yeah, we'll, we'll walk in. We're like, hey, don't worry. The... We're just recording a pod while we're here. It's all uh, good. We're just here. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it'd be it'd be to see a game. Number one, right? Uh, number two, uh, I'd like to see what the Padres really look like. Like, yeah. that's the team I'm super hyped to see because of what they've done with their pitching rotation, as you alluded to before. Uh, seeing the offensive, uh, see how the offense puts things together, see how they uh, come together, if they're a, co- a cohesive unit or not, uh, would be a big thing for me. See To see what the Dodgers look like with David Price, because he didn't pitch last year, because he opted out. Hmm. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see what that lineup looks like with him in it. Um, also to see how that team, if they have the, you know, world series hangover or not. Um, but also there was another team that I had that was you worried about Cody Bellinger in what regard he didn't play well last year. He's got a shoulder injury who I don't know if he's up to speed yet. Is he go? which Cody Bellinger are you getting? I guess that's what we'll have to find out. I'm yeah. not quite sure. Um, I mean, he's a great young talent. Uh, yep. I think he's going to probably. He's have definitely not his dad, though. No, 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 no. His dad was the goat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> um, I think he's going to have to change some type of mechanics uh, to kind of keep himself healthier. Um, I, I, I have one thing for the Yankees, and it's not about yeah, go ahead, winning. Um, it's seeing the Red Rocket out in left field. Uh, that is Clint Frazier, for those that don't know. I've been lobbying for this man since the Yankees traded for him to get No Neck out of there. Um, you know who No Neck I'm, is. I'm, I, I am as <sighs> big of a Clint Frazier fan as you are. Good. Um, but I think it, the, the Brett Gardner slander needs to stop. It will not. Ever, He's the captain of this team ever, unofficially. Ever. He is not the goddamn captain. Yes, he is. Disrespect the captain ever again. There's only one captain going forward there's for the rest like, of my life. It Willie is Derek Randolph Jeter. Captain. I don't care. After Luke Jeter, Gary there's was... none. There is none. <laughs> it is that that position has been dissolved after Derek Jeter. There is none. That's fair. That's no, I'm fair. playing. I I that's that's I'm just joking, everybody. I'd like to see another captain, but it will not be Brett Gardner. Um but yeah, no, I'm 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 curious to see what they do with Clint this year because this is like the real opportunity that he's getting. Like now, yeah, let's it. see what he's really, really worth. Uh, let's see what he does, and then see what Gary Sanchez does because they've been raving about him and he's had a great preseason, uh, or spring training. I, I'm really, really curious to see what he does. I still think he's a bum, um, but we'll see. That's that's it. How about you, man? I I'm. You know, you mentioned the Padres. Love to see that. The White Sox, young, exciting team that I'm high on as well. I love uh, oh, I love rookies. <laughs> I love rookies. I love to see, you know, uh, you know, Kalenic, Mackenzie Gore, pitcher for the, the Padres. What's that going to look like? But overall, just excited to watch baseball again and to hopefully be at Yankee Stadium or City Field or Hell, you know, Camden Yards, wherever. Still never been to City Field yet. Oh, dude, I, I like City Field a lot. I, I like I like the experience. like it better than Yankee Stadium. Yeah, Yankee sure. Stadium, like, if you're a Yankee fan and, like, the history, it's certainly not the old stadium, but it's like a mausoleum. City Field is, like, it feels like it should be in the mid, like, in the Midwest. It kind of feels like what I've been told, like, Bush Stadium in St. Louis feels like, right? Like, this cozy, like baseball town and i kind of get that vibe from city field and it may just be the contrast to yankee stadium uh so yeah I, i've been there i only went once but it was it was a really good time so yeah i definitely let's let's go cool I'll, I'll take you on my uh my bucket list which is to go to every uh major sporting arena uh for the major sports here so baseball basketball football um so baseball i already have camden I have Yankee Stadium. I have Old Shea. Uh, I have uh, Fenway. And that's it so far. 
Yeah, I have so old and and new Yankee Stadium too. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have so far. So I'm trying to well, you gotta build make up upon that. Down. Yeah, I got. I was gonna be in Toronto, uh, but then there's this thing called uh, COVID that happened, and oh, yeah, yeah sure. I was gonna be there. So yeah, that's a whole other thing. All right. But, well, yeah, we'll we'll have to get you going on the bucket list. You know, global pandemic really set you back there. It, it sounds it, like. It sure did. And I mean, being that we were talking about awards, I think we had like an award winning segment as you like to. Allude oh, yeah, to. we got it. Let's let's keep it moving. Uh, hey, it's time to play. Do you care? No, I don't. Wow. <laughs> hey, hey, Hayes, the NBA trading deadline was this week. We probably should have spent more time on it than we are about to. But hey, did you do you care? Did you care? I Over, absolutely I did. I absolutely did. Same. Um the magic uh sold half of the team uh <laughs> they got by half the team i mean vujovic and aaron gordon uh both traded uh aaron gordon fournier. went to the uh fournier i, I don't count fournier. yeah I know, I know uh he's just fournier um he's going to the celtics uh vujovic is going to the bulls and aaron gordon is going to the nuggets uh which is great for the nuggets because they're already a good team but Aaron Gordon, it has been showing people that he's more than a dunker. Vujovic was the best player on that team, so the Bulls are getting better, um, which is crazy because now it's just like uh, Zach Levine was a trading piece or people were talking about him being traded. Now he's a sure thing. He's staying there. They bring another all-star uh, to there. And then bringing uh, Fournier to the Celtics essentially gave them a, a decent backup if Kimba goes down again. Um that that's it's another shooter that too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. just that's essentially what I saw that as. So good for them. Um, the Rockets suck again. Uh they basically got rid of all the pieces that they basically traded for James Harden. So they basically got nothing for James Hart James Harden. Yeah, uh, which is a big picks, fail. Yeah. yeah, that's that's about it. Um I'm trying to think of of who else. Uh uh, playoff Rondo went to the Clippers, so now he's still he's back in the Staples Center, but on the opposite team that he won the championship last last year. Uh, and Lou Will went to Atlanta, so he's back in Atlanta again. Um, trying to think of what else was a big trade. Oh, Kyle Lowry was supposed to be traded, uh, yeah, but was not. The Thunder man, yeah. What was what was not. that about? I, <laughs> he was saying goodbye to the city, you know. I, yeah, thank it, you and. Well, that means he's definitely gone next year. Um, yeah. And the fact that they're blowing up. Wow, that was a wow. You're a dude. He's, um, Hayes yeah, is just gyrating Hayes. Ah! He's crazy. <laughs> uh, the Raptors, after two years, being two years removed from winning the NBA final, are now dismantling the team, essentially. Powell went to uh, the Trailblazers for one of my favorite young players, Gary Trent Jr. And uh, uh, Rodney Hood. Sam, this is all off the top of the head. This is this is crazy. I'm not I even know. looking at things. Uh, you're still, I have notes here, and you're just, <laughs> I'm just I going can't through even it. Use I, got them it. I, I got them all off the top of the head, man. Um, we were glued in trading those last. Well, I I definitely always am because basketball is right. definitely one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, that that was that was that. Then now the two big buyouts, uh, which I was completely shocked because this happened yesterday, and we didn't we didn't talk about it, but uh, apparently. LA LaMarcus Aldridge uh bought got bought himself out paid six million dollars to get out of San Antonio and the rumor is he is signing with guess who the Brooklyn Nets uh I gotta say as a Nets fan I I'm very surprised that he's coming there um I also did not want him to come there, but I'm not going to say no to him being there. Uh, <laughs> I did not realize that was a thing. I thought it was going to be Miami. I thought it was going to be uh, uh, Philly. I thought it was going to be Celtics. I thought it was going to be Lakers. Any any team essentially but the Nets, and that's going. So now Drummond is, is also – he was bought out. Uh, so now his destination, or they say the number one destination is the Knicks – but I'm also hearing another number one Looks destination, like the Lakers. Lakers. Yep. Yeah. So that's uh that's another thing. But yeah, I, I think this this deadline was pretty intriguing. Uh, I, I definitely want to see how this this all pans out. So with everything I've said so far, Sam, to steal oh, your thunder. Yeah, finally. Talk? 
finally. This is my uh, turn. You're welcome. Yes, I'm giving you a little little me- moment. You get like two two minutes. I'm going to be counting it down. Um, and uh, go. <laughs> well, I would. Uh, do I reverse Time's engineer ticking. this? Yeah, Time's ticking. I'm playing. <laughs> uh, I thought Andre Drummond would want to go somewhere where he could play more. I thought the Knicks made sense so he could kind of get another contract. Agreed. So the Lakers thing is kind of shocking, but at the same time, who knows how long Anthony Davis is going to be out? Who knows how long LeBron? I mean, he said he should be back in like two weeks, but you never know with these sprains, like as we've mentioned, what's going to happen. So yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge, the Nets was a shocker. I thought he was going, I heard rumors to the Heat, Clippers, Lakers, as you mentioned, Philadelphia. So, I mean, the Nets are just, the Nets are the team to beat. It's an, it's unbelievable. Uh, hopefully, you know, Blake Griffin dunked, so anything is possible. And we'll we'll see there. Let's, the, let's but, be clear before you move on to your next thing. It's not official yet, but that's the word it, that he's supposed to be signing there. But it's pretty much official. Did Woj report it? Because then it's or Shams? Because then it's just book it. But um, I'll I'll check while you're going. V- to your next Vooch time. to Nikola Vucevic to uh, from the Magic to the the Bulls. That's a huge move. Couple ones, Wendell Carter. Uh, you know that's a great trade for the Bulls and for the Magic to get. You know they just decided to blow this whole thing up. You saw with Aaron Gordon what happens when when a superstar just wants out. I feel like they didn't get much for him. Uh, RJ Hampton's a, a good young player, but he's he's 19 years old. We'll see. wasn't wasn't a high draft pick. Why are you Woj. giving me a thumbs up? Oh, Woj he reported. Confirmed. Woj yeah. confirmed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron Gordon, that'd be a great great piece, and and you didn't have to trade Michael Porter. You didn't have to trade Bull Bull which is fun to say, bull bull, but that team still runs through the Joker and of course, and Joker and Murray and Murray. And I think it's just going to make Joker even better a player. This guy, you know, if, if another guy who we're about to talk about wasn't playing so well, you make the case that Joker could be the MVP this year, how great he's playing and he's leading this Denver team. And I forgot all the other trades. Kyle Lowry, it sounds like a market never happened for him. And the- I think I think they just wanted too much for him because they knew yeah. like he's a he's a big piece. He's still a viable piece. He's still a phenomenal player uh, defensively, which is probably the most slept on portion of his game defensively uh, and the little things that he does. And then obviously he has the offense to go with it. But I think they wanted they wanted somebody to to unload a lot of picks and some really, really solid players. And teams are just like, well, I think his contract's up soon. It sounds like you guys aren't going to re-sign him, so we're just going to wait. Uh, and, yeah, that's it. The two, for the Heat to be able to get Victor Oladipo and not give up Hero and not give up Duncan Robinson is a steal. I don't even know what they got. A pick swap that they're not going to use. My dog's going nuts. I don't know if you hear him. <laughs> Yes, I do. Uh, what's up, Huds? Uh, so, no Duncan Robinson, no Tyler Hero. I think they gave up an expiring Kelly Olynyk contract that's probably going to get bought out. You know what? What are they doing in Houston? As you mentioned, they could have had Karis LeVert, who I know you're a little biased because you're a Nets fan, but I, I'm confirming it. You're not because Karis LeVert's a great young talent with a really good contract. If you're a and, basketball fan, yeah, you love Karis LeVert in his game. I don't care what team, you would love to have a Karis LeVert on your team. And it probably his it probably didn't even fit into what the Nets are now with Harden. No, not so, at all. So you had to get rid of him and you really maximized it. And the Nets stole stole uh James Harden. And I know we, you know, I guess the segues into to our next point so we can just get get into it do you care that james harden said after the game the other day i am the mvp because i don't i i think he is and you know we're we're doing a complete 180 from where we were i think our second episodes we were calling him snacks harden you still think he's wearing a bodysuit um you know this nets team looks unstoppable and then katie's not even on the court yet I, I do care, Sam, about 
him saying that he's the MVP because I want my players to say that type of thing. Who goes out on the court and's like, yeah, nah, I'm probably like the 153rd yeah. best player in I the I think NBA, I'm gonna win right? the six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, if you have that mentality, I don't want you on the team that I root for. He is and, and if you listen to past episodes, I've been saying LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Yep. But now that LeBron's been out for so long and is going to continue to be out for uh, unforeseen time, LeBron now is not the front runner for the MVP, and which B2 is two out too. But and Embiid exactly same for Embiid. Embiid was Embiid was leading it, and then LeBron came and, and took it, and then now beam they're both out. Is is James Harden? I'm gonna knock on wood and make sure the same fate doesn't happen to him. Um, but it's he's come to the Nets, and you said this, and I think it was perfectly said. He came to the Nets with two other superstars already there. Yes, they haven't been on the court fully. He's been on the court with Kyrie more than he's been on the court with KD. And he's still out here putting up numbers. And not numbers the way that you would think that he's putting up numbers. He only does that on the nights that Kyrie's not on the court and KD's not on the court. Then he just goes to being the James Harden in Houston that I can drop a triple-double by putting 44 points on you, having 11 assists, and then having 12 rebounds. That's what he does when he's by himself. So when he actually has Kyrie on the court or KD on the court, and I'm saying them individually because all three of them barely played together, um, he's out here dropping dimes. He's making his teammates better. And now that you add Blake to the fold, that has now shown people that he can dunk twice now, um, that is another big body that could rebound a board because that's all Blake is there for is to grab boards. And he's not there to be offensive. He need We need a big body there. That's it. Uh, and then L.A. coming in. L.A. is just looking at L.A. The Lakers? Well, the Marcus Aldridge. Oh, excuse me. Um, LaMarcus oh, Aldridge. Okay. I got you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's LA. It's early. <laughs> um, having him on the team gives height. It gives when because they're they're looking at the Lakers as their number one competition. You can clearly see by the way they're building this. Guy getting LA, that's somebody that goes against Anthony Davis. He's somebody that can get a bucket against Anthony Davis and can guard Anthony Davis. Is Anthony Davis better than him? Absolutely. But that's still a body that you can put on him. And it's another big body to go against these teams that have because they were small. That was that was the thing that we were talking about. But now they add all this height, all this strength in the paint. And I think they really miss Jared Allen as we knew would happen. I don't miss Jared Allen. Um, <laughs> I miss the fro. <laughs> Jared Allen is going to be a decent young player. I think he's going to fade away though. Um, and that's unfortunate because he needs somebody. He needs to get tougher. He needs somebody to be in his ear or he needs to have a, a center around him. That's going to be like, Hey, play like this because if he gets that tough edge to him he's going to be unstoppable then um and that when that happens then i'll be like yeah that's that's the jared allen i wanted and i would miss um but uh, yeah i'm, I'm curious the, the the knicks are and the the nets are going all in yeah i mean I, th- I think when you trade away the future like that for Harden, you do everything you can to get as much out of it as possible i think the one thing with this hearted trade that you know, it really depleted the bench. And now you, you bring in Aldridge. It hopefully he's got something left and you got Blake Griffin. And it's just, again, bodies off the bench that can give you minutes rotation. And hopefully that's, you know, it, it helps match up against, you know, both LA teams, you know, it, you know, oh, whoever another, it is. There's another LA team. Oh, damn. Hey. Ouch. <sighs> yep. Uh, they they haven't done anything to even garter any attention from me. I don't believe in them at all uh, outside of Kawhi, who's pretty much become essentially invisible being there with the Clippers, uh, which is wild to say. I mean, he's still an all-star. He's still the claw. He's still Kawhi, but he's essentially become a shell of I still think I don't even want to call him a shell. That's disrespectful. He's still that great player. I just think he's just being on the Clippers, he's forgotten about. And that team is not really 
they're going to have to break that team up in like the next two years because they're not going to do anything. They're really not. Yeah. And, you know, you see what happens. That's you see what happens uh, when you trade away everything for Paul George and they couldn't even really make any moves because they have no picks to do so. They have really no other assets except for Lou Williams. No one wants a Luke Kennard contract. So, oh boy. And, and he's just, you know, just rough at, at the shooting guard position. So, um, yeah. Well, I say we'll see a lot, but I, I, I think James Harden, as it stands right now, is the MVP, and I like the moxie. So keep talking that talk, James Harden. I appreciate it. All right, so that was Do You Care? I think that was another award-winning segment. So hopefully, you know, we win one. I don't know. Just kidding. Anything else going on? Uh, you want to you wanna talk about what happened last night in the UFC? Is it time for Hayes' UFC corner? I just want to let you guys know, Sam, Sam is full of it. You see how he just led me into this when we've had many conversations on here about how Sam's supposed to watch UFC and completely yep. keeps forgetting to watch UFC, and I have to be the only one to talk about it. But it's okay, Sam. I got it. Uh, so last night, we'll just we talk talked about it. We're going gonna, gonna, to make this work. I'm, I'm going to force I made a promise to the listeners. I'm going to tie Sam to a chair. And and put like the old school things to keep their eyes open when they're trying to torture people and brainwash them. Wow! I said I'm gonna do. What is the hostility today? It's not hostility. Brett Gardner and and Howie Roseman. It's always Brett Gardner. You're fine. You're a friend. I'll take care of you. But Brett Gardner. Never mind. Don't get me down this road again. And Howie. All right. Uh, (laughs) Last night in UFC, uh, I'm just gonna talk about the main event because that was. Stipe Miocic, uh, or I should say Francis Aganu versus Stipe Miocic. So Stipe Miocic is the heavyweight champion and considered up until this point in time the greatest heavyweight champion in UFC history. Uh, beat Daniel uh, Cormier twice, um, lost to him once, uh, the first, the first time. Um, I should just, yeah, the first time, uh, but anyway, this is the second uh fight of the Nganu and Miocic. And it's ended the way that the first fight should have ended. Uh, if Nganu wasn't wet behind the ears uh, and still new to like the spotlight or whatnot, uh, he came in there last night and absolutely was poised and was the beast that everybody thought he was. He is the scariest person currently stepping into the octagon he is a big cameroonian frenchman and he has nothing but power he throws haymakers and when i say they are haymakers they put people to sleep and stipe went to sleep last night to the point that he fell back on his own leg his leg got caught under him from the hit um it he is a monster and immediately after that happened john bones jones who is considered to be the greatest fighter of all time in mixed martial arts uh said basically set up the fight and show me the money and he responded and said he would love to fight john bones jones he's such a respectful dude it was just like you wish there was more fireworks but he was just like yeah I, i would love to do that he was like let's go i'm happy um i just thought that was just a phenomenal fight for him uh Felt bad for Stipe uh, because I know how hard he worked and has worked to get to where he was. I'm sure he'll there'll be another a third fight if uh, Ngannou can keep his belt for for long enough. But I don't really see anybody beating him. John Bones, uh, the only way he wins that fight, even though he's one of my favorite fighters in the world, uh, is if he does the. Floyd Mayweather, I play defense, I stick and move, and then I'm gone. I don't stay in there too long because if he gets hit, he's going down, Sam. He's going down. And that was the UFC corner. (laughs) My son really liked it. I don't know if you could hear him through the walls. I did not, no. No, but he he enjoyed the segment. My dog did too. Thank you to both. (laughs) No, I'm going to make a promise here. I'm gonna renew my promise, and we're gonna oh, we're gonna get to work here. Sorry, my allergies are acting wow. <laughs> weird. Oh, mm, yeah. Any anything else? 
Did we miss anything? Uh, shout out to one of the best WNB or uh, NCAA women's games yesterday. UConn, uh, Iowa, phenomenal game. Two great, uh, two great uh, players uh, to be the future of the WNBA. Uh, Diana Taurasi already called Becker the best women's basketball player. And I'm just like, pump the brakes. She hasn't made it to the WNBA yet, but she is phenomenal because she's breaking all records in, uh, yeah. in UConn. Uh, so that was great. Uh, looking forward to see more of the, the, the elite eight. Um, definitely that looking forward to see, as you said, opening day. Uh, can't wait for that. Uh, yeah. There's a lot actually that I'm looking forward to this week. So yeah, Sam, all of it, all of it. How about you? Oh, yeah, it's baseball season, baby. I'm I'm ready. I'm excited. Fantasy baseball draft tonight. I'm pumped I for that. Hope, I hope you win. I'll see. There you Thanks, go. I'll say, something, I'll say something positive for you now. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So, and thank you all for listening to the another edition of the Chasing Points podcast. Wherever you are listening, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher. Thank you for for sharing part of your day with us and make sure you follow us on Instagram too at chasing points podcast for Hayes. I am Sam. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Make sure as we are entering rainy season that the treads on your tires aren't low because that's causes hydroplaning and that's not good for anybody. So you be safe out there and don't forget your umbrella and rain jacket. Goodbye.